This episode of Saturday Morning Rewind is brought to you by Voice Chasers, celebrating voice actors and the craft of voiceover since 1996. Visit them online at voicechasers.com to learn more about this episode's guest or any other voice actor. Welcome to Saturday Morning Rewind, a show dedicated to the love of animation and feeling like a kid again. So let's go back in time to when cats defended Third Earth. Sword of Omens, give me sight beyond sight. A masked duck protected the streets of St. Canard. I am the terror that flaps in the night. And knowing was half the battle. Yo, yo! Let's go back with Saturday Morning Rewind and your host... Tim Nidell. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Saturday Morning Rewind, the show that takes you back to your childhood one interview at a time. Of course, my name is Tim Nidell. Please follow me on Instagram. It's at Saturday Rewind. You can find me on Twitter. It's also at Saturday Rewind. And follow us on Facebook. Just type in Saturday Morning Rewind. All pretty simple stuff to do. So why aren't you doing it, huh? Just kidding. Well, kinda. You can also find us online, SaturdayMorningRewind.com. Check out our Patreon campaign, which is a monthly donation service if you want to help us out financially. Because honestly, even $1 or $2 a month would truly, truly help us out. So make sure to check that out. And while you're on our website, check out our YouTube channel, if you like the podcast, I think you would really, really love our YouTube show that we're doing now, where we unbox retro toys from the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Yes, even the rare ones that we should not be opening because they're worth a lot of money. But the way I actually see it is we're opening it for you, so you don't have to. You know what I mean? But anyways, I think you guys would really dig that show, so make sure to subscribe to the YouTube show, and also make sure to subscribe to the podcast if you're not already, because you don't want to miss out on any episodes. And speaking of episodes, I'm really excited to get this one out there. I don't care what you guys think. I know a lot of you make fun of the GoBots. Well, you know what? I love the GoBots. I always have and I always will. And honestly, for me, they're pretty much tied with Transformers. I love them both pretty equally. Because honestly, it's hard to compare the two. They're both very different. Yes, they're, you know, robots that change into vehicles and that kind of stuff. But they're so different. And I was the perfect target age when I was four years old, sitting in front of the TV, watching my beloved GoBots. So I'm super excited to have Lou Richards on the show today, who voiced Leader One. The time has come to put an end to Psykill and the Renegades once and for all. An assault on the Renegade Fortress tonight. Prepare the command center for departure at once. He's got some great stories to tell about the fellow cast and uh, Gordon Hunt and Helen Hunt as well. So anyways, here is my interview with Lou Richards. Like I said in my email, I don't know, you know, how interesting this will be <laughs> if, you know, the GoBots, that was 33 years I ago. I know, seriously. So you, so you were born in 80? I was born, so I was four years old when it came out. Okay, yeah, my yeah. son was born in 80. So okay. It was, and it was actually, well, I guess we're, um, so whenever you want to start the interview. I can include a lot of that, actually, because it's pretty good stuff. Um how about okay? Just saying, whenever, whenever you want to start, and then you can ask me how I got the world exactly. role of leader one. Yeah. That, actually, that's kind of interesting, maybe to three people. But if it, it's, it's if it's the story <laughs> that I saw online, it's very interesting. If the same story I'm thinking of, uh, 
Uh, are you talking about Helen Hunt? Yes. You know, I just saw that the other day, <laughs> and I'd never seen that. And I went, she did? <laughs> what? How come I didn't know anything Seriously. about it? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Right, so- uh, and, I, and I still, I don't. I, but I... I don't know about that story, but it, but will but it but it does relate to Helen Hunt and uh, and the improv class we were in together. Oh, cool. So yeah, Sweet. It, it, but I didn't know she had a crush on me. <laughs> <laughs> she, she she certainly doesn't now. So okay, we'll we'll chat a little bit about that in a few minutes. But our show is kind of okay. about reliving childhood memories and talking about your favorite cartoons and everything. What about your childhood? What kind of cartoons did you enjoy as a kid? Um, it, it goes back to the Hanna-Barbera days. Yeah. Um, let's see. I was living in Hawaii at the time and, uh, loved the Flintstones, loved the Flintstones and, uh, Top Cat, loved Top yes, Cat. Yes, yes. Uh, and then all the basics, Huckleberry Hound and Quick Draw McGraw, all that stuff. I just loved it. Really enjoyed watching those shows. And one of the first times I auditioned at Hanna-Barbera was in the early 80s. And Dawes Butler walked oh, into the man. lobby. Wow. And, I, and I went, oh, my gosh, it's him. It's the man. <laughs> and uh, he was older at the time. And I actually got to talk to him. And he was such a nice man. And I just I just couldn't believe I was talking to Huckleberry Hound and yeah. Quick Draw McGraw. Yeah. Such a treat. I hear amazing stories about that gentleman. I wish I could have met him and talked to him myself. Yeah, it, it was something. And and then one day coming out of a, no, going into a session at Hanna-Barbera, just a, you know, it's it's a monument. Well, it's gone now, but yeah. at the time it was, it was on Coenga Boulevard West, I believe, right next to my father-in-law's office. It was in a building right next door. And I'd go in and visit my father-in-law occasionally and, and I'd look over and I'd go, wow, it's Hanna-Barbera. This is, <laughs> this is where it happened. And then not knowing that a couple of years later, I'd be working there. And I was, anyway, I digress. I was going into a session and out out of the uh, booth comes Mel Blanc. Oh, man. I, oh, oh, man. <laughs> I just, I think my jaw dropped. Yeah. I, there he is. So pretty, pretty fun. I mean, you just name dropped two of the icons in the business. It's it's amazing. I did, and it was intentional. Because <laughs> <laughs> honestly, I never felt like I belonged. I just went, "What am I doing here?" Yeah, I mean, I was because I did. I, 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 yeah, go ahead. I was going to say because your first gig would have been GoBots, right, for voiceover. Besides uh, a radio DJ, just, yeah. Well, I, I I I actually did a little guest on what was it. Ah, gosh. Quick Draw McGraw? I think they did a later version of it. Okay. That Gordon Hunt directed. Mm -hmm. And, um, but yeah, but the first ongoing gig was that, and which led to Goltar and the Golden Lance uh, and Hanna-Barbera. I did the voice of Goltar, and then that led to a Marvel cartoon called Defenders of the Earth, Mm -hmm. where I did Flash Gordon. And strangely, all three voices sounded exactly the same because <laughs> hmm. <laughs> I had no range I just didn't meet <laughs> I, I just be at the booth with all these talents going am I really here yeah. yikes I mean you had Frank Welker a man who could do pretty much any voice that you can think of just there in front of you doing his thing yeah 
I I mean, he's leader one sidekick, and then in Galtar, he was. Mm-hmm. Yep. He did he did most of the Galtars too, and I I, I just went, my gosh, who is this guy? Because <laughs> at the time, I wasn't into. I didn't I didn't follow it then, and I didn't know who he was. Yeah. And I found out quickly. I think at that time he was relatively kind of, I mean, of course he was doing the Scooby-Doo stuff and Smurfs and a couple other things. But yeah, I think it's really before Frank really just blasted out there and was on everything. Yeah. And and if you scroll his IMDb, it just goes forever. <laughs> it takes an hour just to scroll forever. it. Just <laughs> <laughs> and, and And then the sound effects he could do, I was blown away by that guy. I You'd say, do do the voice of that stool, and he'd do a voice, and you'd go, yeah, that that's the way that oh, that I little know. stool would sound. My gosh! Mm. And I remember when we were doing um, the GoBots movie, they brought in some guest star television actors. Um, I remember Telly Savalas and Michael Nury from Flashdance mm. were guested on it, and their jaws dropped. <laughs> really, and Frank Welker wow. doing his thing it blew them away (laughs) so how how did you get the gig of uh gobots well i was um i was in an improv comedy class this is 1980 81 80 and uh it was an improv class run by gary austin um who founded the groundlings oh yes and he he left the groundlings in 79 i think and went over and started this class at the Cellar Theater on Vermont in L.A. And he was doing improv classes Monday through Thursday nights. And uh, and I was going through the Groundling School. I wasn't part of the group. I was just going through the school. And I followed a couple of people over there and um, and just had a wonderful time. And Helen Hunt, Oscar winner Helen Hunt, was a student. And I think... She may have still been in high school then, or maybe had just graduated. And uh, she was in the class, and I used to get up and do a character called, <laughs> called Vegetable Man. <laughs> and and it was just a, a superhero who had vegetable powers, very stupid. And Helen Hunt <laughs> would get up and play my sidekick, Dandruff Doll. And wow. she'd fling her hair around, and her superpower <laughs> was Dandruff. And it was... It was so stupid. And occasionally her dad, Gordon Hunt, would come to the class, renowned acting coach, mm-hmm. and he directed all the, the booth uh, booth actors, uh, voiceover actors at Hanna-Barbera. And I got up one day and did Vegetable Man. And based on that, he had me to audition, <laughs> to audition <laughs> for the GoBots and Leader One. And, and all I did was do Vegetable Man, and apparently it worked. So that's the so, same voice you used for Leader One that was your Vegetable Man. Pretty much, because Vegetable Man was just uh, over-the-top yeah. superhero guy. And, <laughs> and that was kind of the style back then. It was that every single word is important and enunciated and over-the-top. Yeah. And The, the super friend it's sound. Not, it's not, exactly, yeah. Yeah, He-Man, Masters of the Universe. Yeah. That, yep. and, it's not, and, it's not, and, and I think shortly thereafter, five, it kind of took a darker, more real tone and and that was the end of my career (laughs) (laughs) yeah we kind of alluded to in the beginning how i found online i believe was imdb 
saying that uh, you got the gig of leader one because Helen Hunt had a secret crush on you and she wanted you for the role. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I never knew about that. Um, I wish somebody had told me. Seriously. Things could have been so much different Uh, for you. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. She's a very, very sweet gal. And uh, her dad was great. And, and I didn't know that. I, I just discovered that a couple of weeks on IMDb. Wow. And, and I'm just going to leave it there. I don't know how it got there. Yeah, seriously. But I'm, not I, going to, I'm not going to remove it. I wonder if she recently did an interview or recently told somebody about that, because who else would put that on there? Uh, exactly. I don't know how stuff <laughs> gets to IMDb. Yeah. And, uh, it, it, and, and some of the pictures on there, I go, well, how'd that get there? I know. I didn't do that. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, uh, I, I didn't know that. Somehow, anyway, there it is. Yeah. So, GoBots... <laughs> Much to her embarrassment. <laughs> so, GoBots was a short-lived series, but honestly, when I was four years old, it was perfect for me. I loved GoBots. Even at that time, I even loved it more than Transformers. Well, <clears throat> I think it was geared toward that demographic. Exactly. It was for the four, five, six, seven-year-old, I think. And because that's what Hanna-Barbera was. And the Transformers was much cooler, much more hip, I guess, and geared towards a little older audience. And, and they blew us out of the water yeah. we pretty much. We did, we did 65 episodes, I think. We lasted a year. And uh, it was a lot of fun and, and pretty easy to do because you'd go into the booth and you're there for couple of hours and do your dialogue and and go home it was it was great i bet you the transformer actors are quite jealous of that because i hear horror stories about them recording for hours upon hours because uh because of the late wally burger just passed away a couple weeks ago (laughs) did he really yeah he did yeah oh i didn't know that yeah um I never worked for him. I, I auditioned for him a couple of times, ah. and yeah, I'd hear the I'd hear the stories too that um, they they'd be there for hours on end. Mm-hmm. Um, but wow, look at the uh, the success <laughs> of the show. I guess G. So. he did GI Joe, right? Yes, he did. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he he did yeah. it right. I mean, if that's what he needed to do to get those shows as popular as they are still today, then he did the right thing, I guess. Absolutely. Yeah. What about standout memories besides just working with the cast on GoBots? Ah, well, it, it mostly is the cast because they always bring in a lot of television actors that I grew up watching. Um, I remember that Jonathan, um, Jonathan Harris came in one day to do oh, a guest who, who, who played Dr. Smith on Lost in Space. Uh-huh. And, I, I, oh my God! It's it's him! It's it's Doctor Smith, and he was. I loved him on Lost in Space. He was just hilarious. <laughs> and uh, and William Shallert from the Patty Duke Show, that great character actor. Th- those were things that I remember. All these television actors that I grew up watching. Yeah, I know. I'm sitting here working with him. Um, but as far as other gosh, GoBot memories, I. It, it was mostly the cast and the actors yeah. because you're in a, you know, a, a booth and you've got your dialogue in front of you and you don't know what's going on because we, we don't have the descriptions around the dialogue. Gordon, the director would tell us, okay, you're flying through space now. And, Oh, you've just been hit. And, ah, 
okay. <laughs> and so yeah, you, half of the time you don't know what's going on. <laughs> you just pretend you know. <laughs> Let me yeah. let me tell you that uh, GoBots are not forgotten in my household. My five year old daughter is obsessed with GoBots right now, and uh, she has really? she has been for about ten months now. Even so, that she wanted a, a GoBots birthday party a couple months ago. Oh my god! Yeah, wow. So I couldn't oh, find I a haven't. lot of I couldn't find a lot of stuff, but I did find a lot. I, I like I got her a uh, GoBots lunchbox because she starts kindergarten in just about a month. So she's got that mm-hmm. for school, and I got a bunch of GoBot uh, toys from eBay, and she loves them. Oh, my. Oh, I was just going to ask you, what do you get them? Of course, eBay, right? eBay, yep. That's the only place you really can get them nowadays. Yeah. Now, interesting, a couple of years ago, uh, the Comic-Con was at Anaheim, and I got, a, I got a, out of the blue, I get a call from a publicist there at Warner Brothers, because they're owned by Warner Brothers now, and... He said uh, he wanted to do a panel with the GoBots, and would I come down? And I said, well, gee, I don't know. Um, is there any interest? He says, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Okay. Well, okay. And so I went down along with Kelly Ward and a couple of other guys, and we were on the panel in this room, this cavernous room, probably held, I don't know, maybe – 400 people, mm-hmm. 500, and there were 25 people there. No. Wow. <laughs> and I just went, wait a minute, you told me, because huh. that's what I did not want to do, is go down there exactly. and be in an empty room. Had I known that, he talked me into going, and I thought, no, there really isn't an interest. <laughs> that's a shame. I, I, was expecting but, you to, I was expecting you to say it sold out. Uh, well, I wish. I wish it had. But uh, I, I, you know, there's just the diehards out there. It must be a cult thing. It must be, uh, but I've always grown up with it and I've always loved it. Wow. Wow. Well, it was a lot of fun to do. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I can tell you that. I had Marilyn Lightstone on my show a couple months ago. Of course, you voiced Crasher. And uh, I asked mm-hmm. her, I popped the question about a live action GoBots movie, and she loved the idea. And honestly, I think. Hollywood can really do it and do it right. Uh, would you be at all interested if Hollywood, you know, approached you and there was interest if you would come back to a voice leader one for the movie? No, I wouldn't. Not at all. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Yeah. Um, oh, it would be great. It would be terrific. But uh, I... <laughs> What do you think the odds are? I, I don't know. I th- Hollywood's picking up some weird... I mean, they just came out with an emoji movie this past week, you know? So who knows? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know how you you revive that that interest. Uh, if you if you find the answer, let me know. Yeah. I'd do that in a, <laughs> I'd do that in a New York minute. Look at look at Peter Cohen. He was on the GoBots. Yep, he sure was, yeah. And, and now with Transformers, Optimus... I'm like... Goodness gracious. I think wow. it would work, honestly. I think a GoBots movie could work. People may not know who they are right away, but since, honestly, the Transformer live-action movies, a lot of people don't like them because they don't really stick true to the original, but GoBots can actually do it right, I think. Well, um, who would be your humans? I know. I know. Right? Yeah. Uh, well, they, they'd come up with that. But, well, hey, if it happens, let me know. 
<laughs> well, hopefully you'll know before I do. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> who who would win in a fight? Optimus Prime or Leader One? Ah, uh, Leader One, of course. Of course. You're kidding me. That's right. I I ran into Peter Cullen a couple of years ago at an audition. Uh-huh. And <laughs> and I said, Peter, how are you doing? How you know you're doing and he says, I'm doing great. And who are you? Oh, no. <laughs> and I said, Peter, Peter, we did go bus together. I was leader one. He said, You're <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I made quite oh. an impression. Oh, that's so great. <laughs> so yes, I would I would destroy Optimus Prime in a battle. Of course you would. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so yeah. after GoBots, you know, we discussed a little bit about Defenders of the Earth and everything, but you really kind of stopped doing voiceover. Why was that? Well, that's a good question. Um, after, let's see, I did GoBots, we did 22 Galtars, and then I did Defenders of the Earth. So that was in 86. <clears throat> and then in 87, I got a TV series that ran for two years. Okay. And... <clears throat> Uh, a goofy sitcom, and I just kind of fell out of it. I I did audition a couple of times. I think I don't remember what they were, um, but the tone changed, uh, and yeah. it got a little darker. Yeah. And I think I was, you know, I was just kind of out of fashion. You know how that goes. Yeah. And, and I got a little older, and and just. Uh, more on camera, did episodic TV and a lot of that stuff. And, you know, you just, you kind of just fade away. Yeah. <laughs> I, I agree, though, because I, I want to say it was around maybe 92-ish when an animated series got a little darker. Yeah. I, was that with the advent of Batman? And, That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. 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 Um, didn't they do a Superman back then? They did in the Two? mid-90s. Yeah. I may have auditioned for that. Okay. Sounds familiar. I, I I don't remember who got Superman. Uh, Tim um, Tim Daly from uh, from Wings. Oh, was it okay? Well, they got a star. Yep, that's true. And 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 you know that and that and that's about the time they started using names. Yeah, that in is. animation. And the and again, I think it kind of started with Batman the animated series. Probably. Yeah, you might be right. Yeah. Yeah. I was also going through some of your credits online. Then I found a website, uh, nowcasting.com, and it said that you did some mm -hmm. motion capture work for an NBA game. Is that true? Yes. Yeah, we did uh, four four years of that for Sony. Wow. Um, NBA, NBA 06, 07, 08, and I think 09. Yeah. yeah and it was my first first venture into motion capture. And we went down to San Diego at the Sony headquarters down there. And I played the coach, Coach T. It was a it was a kind of a novel concept at the time. It was a story about a fictional basketball team, and then the game built around oh, that. And I think Kobe Bryant was on the cover the first year, but it was endorsed by the NBA, hmm. and it was for PlayStation, and uh, and it was great. Just uh, we'd go down there once a year spend a week down there and I was the coach of the team and it was a lot of fun. It was, I'd never done it before and, uh, and just had a great time. All the dialogue was on cue cards and you didn't have to worry about uh, memorizing uh -huh. the lines and 
and just had a blast. Did they have you in the tight spandex with those little ping pongs around your body? They they did indeed. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. I go, well, this is interesting stuff. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's yeah, so. Just had, a, just had a great time. I mean, going from voice actor to, to motion capture, it's interesting. Interesting life there. Yeah. And, and it was just like acting. You're just, well, you're on this big, really a sound stage and um, no cameras. It was, it was all, well, I forget what that technology yeah. is called. And uh, we had a director and he says, okay, you're on the gym now, gym floor, you're, you're on the basketball court, you got your forwards there, your guards there, you're running, you're running practice. And, and we had the scene and it was fun to do. I enjoyed it. And I, and I got to play a, something I never do, this rough and tough yeah. basketball coach. And, <laughs> and I love basketball and played years of pickup ball and loved b-ball. So kind of fit right in. Perfect, it was yeah. Great. Seriously, that's perfect for you. What keeps you busy these days? What kind of projects are you currently working on right now? You know, I am probably, I'm semi-retired. I still do occasional um, episodic. They're smaller parts. But I'm in the demographic now that there's not a lot of parts for guys my age. Yep. And yep. It, it's a little tough. It, You know, thereafter, I think the, the prime demographic now is 25 to 54, but it's usually, it was 18 to 49 and teens. And it's all about the ad advertise uh, agency. They're, uh, you know, they want to gear their products to that demo. And, you know, I think they make the mistake that, you know, they think that our buying habits are set mm -hmm. and, and they're not, they're not, you know, you convince me with your ad and I'll, I'll switch. I'll change. Yeah, I'll exactly. go try it. Um, but so, yeah. And I, and I, I've, I've done a couple of uh, indie features. Um, one that's running on Amazon prime now um, called displacement. It's a sci-fi time jumping okay. uh, movie. And uh, it's there and a lot of fun to do. Great cast, Bruce Davison, uh, Susan Blakely and uh, Courtney Hope is the lead. I play her father. Oh. She's on Bold and the Beautiful now. Sweet. And it's a nice little, good little, well done movie. I I was proud of it. I went, wow, this is hmm. really interesting. Low budget, half a million, and it looks like a million dollars. Wow. And great, great director, Ken Mater. He, he wrote it. A little hard to follow, tough to follow, tough to grasp because uh -huh. a lot of time, a lot of time jumping, and uh, it was just a blast to do. And I did a web pilot called Alliance. We'll see where that goes. And uh, and I wrote a couple of shorts that got into um, some film festivals, goofy comedies, uh -huh. silly nice. five-minute shorts that I would go to acting class and write some scenes to see if I get some laughs and. I went, oh, I'm getting some laughs. Well, <laughs> and so a guy says, hey, why don't we shoot these? I said, oh, okay. That's pretty much it. And uh, and then, you know what? I got my grandkids, and I and I took up golf 10 years ago, <laughs> and uh, can't figure it out. It's the hardest thing I've ever done, <laughs> ever. Oh, man. In fact, I, play, in fact, I played yesterday, and, and when this is over, I'm going back out there. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, golf. I, I've I've done it twice. It's fun, but it's hard. It is, and I, I had no idea. Yeah, I just had no idea. The <laughs> ball's sitting there. Just hit it. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess on paper yeah. it sounds well, now, easy. No, I, 
I'm curious about you. How did you get this website started? Wow. So when <clears throat> I've always been huge in cartoons ever since I wanted to be an animator originally when I was a kid. And so I'd watch all the cartoons I could as a kid. And uh, then about five and a half years ago, my dad passed away. And uh, we were super close, like nearly best friends and all. And I kind of wanted to go back and relive my childhood. So I went back and watched all my favorite cartoons as a kid, including GoBots. And I just had the thought, it's like, I'm going to start a show where I, I interview the people that I idolize as a kid. And that's how the show came to be. And you did it. And, I did, and yeah. I, cause I, I went to your website and went, wow, yeah. look at this. Yeah. Really cool. <laughs> I think your latest one was with Ed Asner. It was. Yeah. Yeah. I was in a, a class with, uh, his daughter for wow. a couple of years. Wow. About, about eight or nine years ago. And she's terrific. Um, and I saw some of the list. You, you, uh, Pat Fraley. Yep. Oh, hilarious. The um, greatest guy. We, we both had the same agent for a oh. while. And uh, he's hilarious. Yeah, he is. Just fun, <laughs> nice guy. Well, I just think that's great that you did this. Yeah, no, and, it's, uh, it's become... And you, what a heady list of people you got. Almost like six it. years now, going strong. Oh, terrific. And you have one daughter? I have three, actually. Oh, my gosh. Yep, uh, five years old, oh. 10, and 13. Oh, heavens. <laughs> <laughs> that's great trying to think anything if there's anything else any other gems i can come up with <laughs> no i think no. i got some good stuff out of you though for somebody who said you don't know how interesting it was going to be <laughs> yeah i i i've just had instances where you know oh you were on the GoBots, and they they'd ask me about a specific episode like oh remember in episode 37 know, when I you know. and Psykill were <laughs> I went, what <laughs> what <laughs> yeah, the, the the fan community does not quite understand the 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 memory of a voice actor. Yeah, I, I, boy, they all blended together, <laughs> and <laughs> it was a gig. That's what it that's what it was. But yep. it was fun. Yeah. And like I said, working with those actors, it just that that I won't forget. And and Gordon Hunt was a terrific director. Yeah, we just lost him uh, just, recently uh, too. I know. I know, and he was uh, he was good at what he he was really good, and he he could get it out of you. In fact, interestingly, after I had got called tar, I don't know why I'm telling you this. About two or three episodes in, he says he called me at home and he says, "Hey Lou, we're going to have to bring you back in to redo the first two episodes." I says, "Oh, really?" He says, "Yeah, they, they, you just sounded a little stiff as called tar." I says, "Oh, really? Oh no." He says, so we're going to bring you in and just loosen it up a little, you know, and I, and so, and he did, and I did, because otherwise they were going to, they were going to fire me. Wow. And, uh, and he, uh, he, he saved me. He was good at what he did. A lot of directors probably wouldn't even do that. Give you, a, you know, any time to go back and record any lines. They just hire somebody else. Maybe, possibly you're right. Um, but he took the time. And and they had to, I think, pay me again, as I recall. Oh wow! So it cost them time and a little money. And uh, kudos to, to Gordon for doing that. Yeah. Um, never forgot that. He will be missed, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Good man. 
Well, all right, Lou. So I usually end my show asking the voice actor to close out the interview as your character. But as I can hear, you pretty much sound like leader one right now without the robotic sound to it. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I could give you, I could give you something. Okay. Yeah. Give me, close out the show with some leader one. You'll never get me, Psykill. My name is Leader One, leader of the GoBots. And I'm completely over the top now, and I don't care. Thanks for listening to that Saturday Morning Rewind. Please check them out on Facebook and Twitter. And that's all, folks.